What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can always subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or download the latest episodes of Press This at webmasterradio.fm. Look for Press This on the left-hand side. And welcome, everybody, to this episode with our Word Around the Campfire segment, where we explore news items from around the world of WordPress. What's going on? How might that impact the strategy to your site? Um, Today, we're going to be talking about GDPR, a big, big thing coming up here later in May, um, Gutenberg, and much, much more. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. And uh, we're going to start knocking off some of these news items to get a better feel for what's going on in the world of WordPress. So I think the biggest thing on everybody's mind is GDPR. And there's uh, quite a lot going around uh, with that uh, in uh, WordPress and tools and and compatibility and uh, making sure that you are um, within the constraints of GDPR. And so for those of you that don't know what GDPR is, uh, let me kind of catch you up. So there's a new set of privacy regulations um, with the acronym GDPR, initialism GDPR, um, that's coming out in Europe on May 25th. And so uh, I think the TLDR of GDPR is that, um, one, you must require an opt-in when you are collecting personal information on someone. As a matter of fact, it's quite broad in how the GDPR defines personal uh, identifying individuals, including the use of IP addresses. So I think, um, you know, as you think about your strategy for staying compliant with GDPR, this this notion of, of having people opt in before you track them as individuals, um, that's a big thing, a big kind of topic to wrap your head around. 
Um, the other thing is making sure that your disclosures are clear, making sure that when people opt in, they know what they're opting in for. And then also to have clear privacy policies, um, not only saying what you're collecting, but how you're going to use that information. And so as you think about your strategy for uh, staying GDPR compliant or, or becoming GDPR compliant, um, these are some of the philosophies that you kind of need to go into it with. Um, I think the second thing that was also interesting was this notion of right to be forgotten. Um, this concept that uh, under GDPR, individuals can say, uh, don't, don't hold my information anymore. Don't store my information anymore. And you have to honor that request. Um, so again, this is another one of those big thematic items with, with staying GDPR compliance. And so then at WP Engine, one of the teams that I run is the team that manages our forward-facing websites, WPEngine.com, TorqueMag.io, um, Velocitize, our career site, a variety of other sites. And so these are the principles that we're using to try to understand um, the approaches that we take on our sites and how we stay GDPR compliant. So one of the ways we're doing that is we're looking at all the tags that fire on our website. We use Google Tag Manager for that, and we're auditing every single cookie, every single tracking pixel that fires. We're asking ourselves, um, are we storing personal information with that? Do we need to have the visitor opt in? And then if they do have to opt in, what are the business implications uh, for our marketing campaigns, for our personalization tools? Um, and so this is the exercise that we're going through using the principles I already defined. You know, prepared for opt-in, not tracking individuals without permission, clear privacy policies, and things like the right to be forgotten. And essentially what we're doing is we're kind of getting the advice of our lawyers, coming up with our strategic approach to that, and then at the end we'll go in, uh, or kind of, and also along the way, having our lawyers um, kind of give their opinion on how that approach um, allows us or maybe doesn't allow us to be compliant, and then uh, to take actions based on that advice. And so I think for listeners of the show, like what should you do about GDPR and all that? Um, certainly you should read about it. Uh, there's a site set up by the EU um, that kind of digs into it. Uh, you can find that at eugdpr.org. Um, a lot of information there. Um, certainly use that to inform your, your, your approach or what you think your strategy should be. But again, uh, that advice is to make sure your counsel um, checks that strategy out, um, understands the GDPR, of course, and then gives you advice on whether or not they think that strategy is um, going to be in compliance with the GDPR. Um, but if, if you don't have any plans at all for GDPR, then you probably need to make some, uh, obviously, especially if you're servicing a European audience. Um, so big, big deal and going on in WordPress right now. Um, I think there's also, and I don't think, I know, uh, there's a bit of a GDPR gold rush going on as well. Um, in the agency and freelancer community, we've experienced these uh, gold rushes in, in the past, right? Everybody needed a responsive mobile website all at the same time, pretty much. And then um, every freelancer and agency in the world went out to clients and sold it to them and used it to obtain new clients. And um, there was a bit of a gold rush in, in terms of the work for freelancers and agencies. And I think the same is true here with GDPR. Um, I was meeting with Matt Gross uh, with an agency called Web Dogs. He was in town last week just hanging out, meeting with some of his clients. And we were talking about his strategy. And one of his strategies or one of the things that Web Dogs is going through is they have clients 
trying to become GDPR compliant, so there's a lot of work for them around that. And then they're also using this as a doorway to get into new clients. Um, so even if you're servicing a largely uh, American audience or non-European audience, and you're not as worried about GDPR, I think as a freelancer or agency, there's a lot of opportunity with your existing clients if, if they do service those regions, um, and certainly is an opportunity to gain new clients to help them reach that level of compliance. Again, gut checking it with their law, uh, law legal team to make sure that they're comfortable with your strategy and that will uh, keep them compliant. Um, but I don't know, I think I've seen this this gold rush in, in, uh, in terms of helping people be GDR compliant. So think about those things, you think about GDPR, uh, but that's actually not the end of the story with WordPress Core. Um, here for this episode segment, where um, we bring in different people. One of those people is joining me here today is Mr. Anthony Burchell. Anthony, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. Awesome. And if you don't remember Anthony, he's been a co-host on previous episodes. He uh, works with me here at WP Engine. Um, around supporting the WordPress communities, contributing to WordPress Core. He actually uh, leads some of the media components in WordPress Core, as well as a variety of other volunteer efforts. So, Anthony, um, WordPress Core is not completely ignoring GDPR, are they? They're, they're up to some things, right? Yeah, I think we're, we're up to some, some tricks here. Um, so, yeah, WordPress Core is going to be including some new GDPR tools. Uh, it's important to note that these aren't going to make you 100% compliant, but these are things that will help put you in the right step and direction that, that you need to go. Uh, so if you if you look, uh, last week I believe it was, uh, the beta for 4.9.6 was released and, and with that included some features with, uh, around privacy. One of the features that I, I liked uh, was the, there's now a, in the settings bar in, in your WP admin dashboard, if you look at the last option there, there's a privacy uh, menu item and if you click on that menu item, It'll take you to a selection bar that will let you pick a page to be your privacy page. Uh, what's really cool about this, though, is that there's actually a generator to make a privacy page for you. And when you click that, it will take you to a page editor that will have all of the all of the uh, uh, the the I guess the the privacy overviews for each of your pieces of content. Like you have external uh, uh, external items that are being loaded. Then there's a little blurb for that. Uh, and and what it does is it kind of gives you a, a nice outline for that page so that you can can kind of give your privacy statement. Yeah, I think you made an interesting point there earlier, Anthony, which is that the uh, there are volunteers um, creating these functions within WordPress Core to set you on the path and help you be GDPR compliant. Um, but I think that was a nice distinction that using the GDPR tools in core may uh, will likely not make you fully compliant depending on what you're doing. Um, a perfect example are these third-party cookies you might be using with Google Analytics or like an affiliate program or something like that. And so I think it's good that the volunteers and the core community are helping to make uh, provide tools that will assist with GDPR compliance. Um, but again, I think if, I, if I'm part of an internal team, which actually I am technically, uh, that works on uh, WordPress sites or, or an agency or freelancer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a long, hard, critical look at what I'm doing to collect data and to use that data. And then I'm going to gut check it with uh, the appropriate legal team to make sure they're comfortable with, uh, with my compliance. 
Um, how has been the activity in, in Slack and things like that, Anthony? Does it seem like a, a pretty lively topic where there's active development going on? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I saw some recent discussions actually around where where that settings page should exist. I think there was some there was some talk about it existing in the toolbar or, or the tools menu option. And yeah, there's just it, there's been a lot of discussion. But overall, everyone's really positive. I think it's more just putting it in the right place that makes sense. Awesome. So that makes sense. Um, if you'd like to read more about the GDPR compliance tools that are being layered into WordPress core, um, there is a Slack channel if you uh, follow WordPress org Slack, or you can go to this little URL, litturl.co forward slash GDPR core, uh, GDPR core. And uh, there's an article there explaining what some of those activities are and some of the tools um, that those people are building. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dig into WordCamp Europe and all the cool things happening there. So everybody hang tight, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and right before the break, Anthony Burchell was sharing about GDPR compliance tools being rolled into WordPress core. And now that we're back from the break, we want to dive in and talk a little bit about WordCamp Europe. Now, uh, Anthony, I'm going to go back to you on this one because I know you're, you're quite informed about WordCamp. Um, could you help explain to the listeners um, why I chose you or why, why we decided they, that you would be the best person to uh, lead this discussion? Yeah, so uh, WordCamp EU is coming up in Belgrade, Serbia, and uh, and I myself am going to be helping lead the core side of uh, of the Contributor Day. Um, I'm going to be joining Felix Arntz, and he and I are going to be kind of running the running the core side of things, helping people get set up with dev environments, things like that. 
Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. It, it, it's contributor days are, are, are particularly the thing I like the most just because uh, it's my chance to meet people within the community and kind of see them in their day to day and like how do they code, how do they feel about things. And uh, it's really, really eye opening and it, it teaches you a lot. Awesome. Now, uh, there's quite a bit going on, tons of parties and whatnot. I know uh, WP Engine has a party scheduled there. Uh, Yoast has one. There, there's been quite a few uh, around the way. Um, if you'd like to check out uh, the WP Engine one, you can check it out at uh, litturl.co, literal.co, forward slash WPE, WCEU. That was a terrible short URL, but that stands uh, for WP Engine uh, WordCamp Europe. So WPE, WCEU. Um, so check that out. And if you're going to be at WordCamp, look out for Anthony and Stephen Word and others um, who've been on the show and coast the show and things like that. Um, they'll be around. So please stop by and say hi. Now, um, Anthony, you said you were leading Contributor Day with Felix. And uh, by the way, Felix, if you're listening, uh, fantastic. Love what you do for the community. But that, that word contributor is a little uh, misleading, right? Is it just WordPress core contributors that can attend Contributor Day? Yeah, so it's not just uh, not just core contributors in the code sense. Uh, they're contributors in many different ways. Uh, uh, for instance, polyglots uh, helping with translations, or, or maybe just uh, uh, helping organize the next WordCamp, or making a WordCamp happen in your area. Uh, the, these the contributor day is a really good way for you to get kind of the outline of what you need to do to make these things happen, or get yourself plugged into the community. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, one thing that uh, I, I will mention too, with if if you are interested in the code side of things and you want to get started, uh, the best advice I could give in this is to set up your dev environment before you get to the event, because what what happened to me the first few times that I, w I went to a contributor day and tried to contribute, uh, I I spent half the time just trying to get my computer set up, and and that was kind of a bummer because I I started I started working on the code and and as soon as I got to that point where I was like oh I'm learning this it was the end of the event and I had to go home and I didn't have the people to bounce ideas off of so uh, uh, to help with this Felix and and I were going to be putting out some documentation on how you can set that up beforehand uh, so be on the lookout in the uh, I believe we're going to be releasing this on the .org blog uh, the WordPress.org blog and uh, and you can probably see that there coming in next week. Awesome. Thanks, Anthony. Again, just a reminder, you actually do not have to be a core contributor to go to Contributor Day. I remember I skipped it the first time I went because I was like, I'm not a contributor. Um, but it's actually open to all. So if you want to learn how to contribute, I'm totally can attend. So um, another interesting thing is happening in May. And uh, joining us to talk about that is Doc Popular. Doc, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Dave. Awesome, awesome. And um, what, there, there's a special event, though, happening this month, uh, May 27th, if I'm not correct. Uh, could you help everyone understand what's happening uh, later in May? Yeah, it's going to be a birthday celebration. Uh, WordPress turns 15 in May. Uh, so it actually started off uh, as, as a different um, blogging platform called V2 Cafe Log, uh, started in 2001. Uh, 2002, it was semi-popular, but sort of abandoned uh, by the creator. So uh, in 2003, uh, Matt Mullerwig and Mike Little, uh, someone who, whose name we don't hear too often uh, in WordPress, but the two of them started uh, WordPress back in 2003. And now it's uh, you know 15 years later and nearly 75 million websites out there. 
That's cool. Now that Mike Little's name doesn't get thrown around enough. I know Matt Matt gets a lot of the credit for that early stuff. And I know Matt's, I've heard, quite adamant about making, uh, you know, mentioning Mike along the way. Uh, but he does not play a little role in the, uh, the evolution of WordPress. Well, it's it's funny. Um, you know, the, the two of them worked for a couple of years together before they ever met, which is sort of the, uh, the nature of, you know, uh, open source development. Uh, Mike Little's up in London. Uh, Matt was a freshman when he started, uh, freshman in college. Uh, when he started working on on WordPress and there's like one photo of when they first met and they're in a cafe in London and it almost looks like uh, the Seinfeld cafe. It's kind of funny to imagine these these two guys who've been, you know, working on this major project together, just sort of meeting for the first time. And Matt still looked, uh, I mean, he was, uh, I guess, a junior by that time that he met a junior in college. Uh, and he just looks so young. And Mike Little's wearing just a ring on every single finger. I think he had like 27 pieces of jewelry on in that photo. It was quite a, quite a funny juxtaposition. But, but, but now that WordPress is 15, you know, the question is, what are we going to get it for its birthday? Uh, there's, uh, like I said, 75 million websites out there, I believe, that use WordPress. Um, that's uh, too, many, too many people to give uh, presents to. But since 15-year-olds like uh, Lego blocks, uh, I think that's sort of a fitting gift to give to WordPress, uh, especially with the Gutenberg block editor coming out soon. I think, uh, I think WordPress is, is certainly a fan of building blocks. So uh, if anybody's wondering what to get uh, WordPress this year, you know, maybe the new Star Wars Lego kit. Uh, I like that. I like that connection there to the blocks. I, I don't know if I know the same 15-year-olds you do who, who like Legos. Uh, I would imagine a new iPhone is probably at the top of that list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, new iPhones. I, I, I'm, I'm in the uh, Bay Area. There's a lot of geeky uh, kids. I, uh, I guess it's kind of self-selecting, but uh, I certainly know a lot of young roboticists around here that, that still go for the Lego. But you're right, probably on the mainstream. Uh, I don't know, the new Kanye West album. I don't know what to get a 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But it is exciting. I mean, think about, um, you know, a decade and a half of, of the framework and really all the things that it's done since then. And, and you got to imagine when uh, uh, Matt and Mike were, were sitting in that cafe, like had no idea that, that what they were building would, would grow into what it has become. Um, and Doc, I know that you've covered uh, and Torque has covered, TorqueMag.io uh, uh, has covered uh, the, the WordPress birthday event, you know, every year and, and people have done different things over the years. Um, what are your favorite memories of some of the things that have kind of gone down uh, on, on the WordPress birthday or coverage that you guys have done on Torque? Well, I, I think uh, my favorite uh, memory would be basically every year we get something sweet uh, and write WordPress on it and then devour it. So. Uh, just the sweet treat, uh, treats that we get uh, each year. Uh, take a quick uh, photo and then start diving into them. But that's a, a fun way to kind of celebrate uh, WordPress's birthday. It's you know the, the core team is so spread around. Uh, it's it's hard to kind of uh, think about what to get all of them. It's not like going into an office and and handing uh, handing out cupcakes to everyone. Uh, but it's it's pretty fun that there's you know so many contributors celebrating you know in different ways. I love how your answer to that was that I get to eat cake every year, basically. Yeah, you know, it's an open source project, so I, I feel like I, you know, I contribute every now and then. <laughs> so I get some cake. Well, anyways, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, cake is awesome. Uh, I hope I get to participate in this cake action here. It's uh, the most important thing I learned on this podcast today was I, I get to maybe eat cake on the 27th. So um, <laughs> that's fun stuff. Uh, but again, like so, so much has changed in those 15 years. And I, I think so much is still to change. Um, you know, we've had significant advancements in the framework over the last few years with the REST API, WPCLI. 
Um, really, really excited to see what the future holds. As a matter of fact, one of the big things that the future holds, we've talked about it quite a bit on this show, you're probably sick of hearing this word, um, and that is Gutenberg. Uh, Gutenberg is, uh, of course, the next looming change in WordPress, um, implementing, as you alluded to a minute ago, this, this block notion of creating content. Um, for me personally, it's it's a very positive direction in the future of WordPress. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people have come out bemoaning, "Will it be backwards compatible? Uh, will it break my site?" Things like that. Um, I understand those concerns. I mean, this is one of the this is one of the largest you know changes in WordPress core in a long time, and there's a lot of anxiety around that. Um, but I've really been uh, encouraged to see some of the more positive facing uh, approaches or positive approaches to uh, in a sense, dealing with Gutenberg or, or making it part of a strategy rather than something to complain about. I think Ahmad Awas has done that really well with his block building framework. Um, he's been talking that a lot about that in uh, Advanced WP. Um, so go check out Ahmad. Uh, WPCouple.com, I think, is, is the site that he primarily um, communicates under. Um, and he has this whole framework about building blocks. It's super duper cool. Um, and a matter of fact, one of the other people in the community who's done a really, really good job of kind of embracing the notion of the future in Gutenberg and really helping people get over these fears is um, Daniel Brock Huber. And I've always mispronounced your last name, Daniel. Sorry about that. Um, but really, really appreciate what what he's doing in the community. And as a matter of fact, has done quite a bit, including a uh, Gutenberg plugin compatibility database that he worked on with Stephen Word, who's co-host of the show um, quite a few times. And a uh, matter of fact, WP Engine sponsors Daniel and his work with Gutenberg compatibility and core. And uh, Daniel's been up to some new stuff. And uh, Anthony, I know you, you've worked with Daniel here and there on some of the stuff, uh, but I, would hope, uh, I was hoping you could share a little bit with the audience about what uh, Daniel is up to now with Gutenberg compatibility to help alleviate these fears of backwards compatibility. And oh my goodness, my site's gonna break. Uh, tell me what Daniel's up to. Yeah, so uh, he's 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 doing something cool right now. Uh, I really really loved the plugin compatibility database. This is it's insanely helpful for for hosts to use that that data to know if their customers are going to break with the Gutenberg update. Um, but it seems like he's shifted his focus a little bit. Maybe not shifted, but but included a new tool to help uh, give us data around Gutenberg, and uh, and he calls this tool the Gutenberg Migration Guide. Uh, and and what's cool about this is that it, it's what it's going to do is it's going to help us identify different ways of interacting with the editor that we have not considered in the the, the flow of of of, uh, of using Gutenberg. Uh, a good example of this that I, I I've been giving is uh, let's let's say you want to add uh, uh, add media to a post. You click the add media button and then you're given a list of things. You've got playlists, you have videos, you have uh, audio. And uh, and then you click on one of those, and then you, the the view changes of the modal, and it shows a bunch of options. And and let's say I'm a plugin developer, and I wanted to expand on those options, so I would add maybe some custom meta to the video. Uh, the flow of of how you get to that. That added feature is what may break in Gutenberg, and and that function is 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 called or or that 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 uh, change is called through a hook, uh, and, and in this case it would be like the media button hook, and uh, and and we haven't yet identified every single instance of that, and and what this will do is this will essentially think of the plugin compatibility database, but this will then say these are the hooks and the plugins and the functions that are happening behind these uh, that that will help you identify what needs to change in Gutenberg. Awesome. Thanks, Anthony. I want to explore a little bit about this um, after the break, so everybody hang tight, and we'll be right back. 
time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. AM Days 2018 comes to Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Register now at amdays.com. Make the most of your performance marketing with help from some of the most iconic brands, including Microsoft, Capital One, Uber, Backcountry, and many more. AM Days 2018 brings together a powerhouse of industry leaders and dealmakers to network and share insights on the latest practices and cutting-edge updates in performance marketing and more. Make plans to be in Las Vegas for our landmark 10th event. AM Days 2018 Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Webmaster Radio listeners can save 20% on two-day and combo passes using promo code WMR20. Register now at amdays.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. And right before the break, Anthony Rochelle was sharing about a project um, that Daniel Brackhuber um, is working on regarding Gutenberg migration strategy. Um, if you want to read more about uh, what Daniel's up to relative to that project, you can check it out at literal, L-I-T-T-U-R-L dot C-O forward slash G-B migrate, G-B for Gutenberg. Um, but before we move on, um, Anthony, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about um, how WP Engine is thinking about this relative to our customers. So a lot of people ask me, like, what are you guys doing about Gutenberg? What are you guys doing about Gutenberg? And I think, you know, what we're doing um, is, in, and I think it's helpful for others to understand this, like even if you're not a WP Engine customer, because I think it's an informed to think about, well, how might I apply some of these lessons to how I think about it on my sites? Maybe you have your own AWS server or another managed host or something, but how might you think about your strategy for Gutenberg compatibility? So the first notion that a lot of people are walking into this with is, oh, I'm not testing anything until Gutenberg's done, right? I'm, I'm not going to test anything until it's fully baked and there's a, uh, feature, what, a feature candidate. I'm using the language right here, Anthony. I always get these things feature wrong. Complete. Feature complete can, uh, release. And so uh, I'm going to wait for that thing, and then I'll see if my site's going to break or not. Um, that is fundamentally not the approach um, we're taking. We will certainly be testing our sites and uh, many of our customer sites with that feature complete release. Um, but there's a lot of value to testing now. Um, Anthony, can you can you explain maybe one of the reasons why it's helpful to test before the, the feature release, before the kind of pseudo fully baked version of Gutenberg? Why would that help people to do that now versus waiting that? 
Um, well, the big thing for me is uh, it, do it now so that you're not doing it the day before the release. Uh, the, the, the reason that testing is needed so badly now is because, as, as Daniel has been doing with this tool, is we, we don't know every instance of, of, uh, of a plugin. We don't know every state that a plugin can be in and how it talks with the existing core functionality. So the, the testing now is so that you can start raising your flags and say, hey, my site doesn't work. Uh, fix this. <laughs> Uh, that will get your your feedback noted, and yeah. and now's the time to do that, right? If you wait until um, uh, if you wait until essentially it's complete and you give your feedback at that time, you're going to have very little time to release uh, to to react, or the the team the WB Core team will have very little time to react before it's you know fully released. If you do the testing now with the Gutenberg plugin, and this is super important to the WordPress core developers as well, you report those errors to them. They can help squash those issues before it is fully released in WordPress core. So I think this is one of the key things. Don't wait until it's done. Test in now and provide feedback now, and that's part of our strategy. Um, additionally is, is also not to uh, worry quite as much and be a bit of a chicken little and worry that the sky is falling. Um, your site will likely work after the release. You should certainly test the heck out of it before you push the uh, Gutenberg update into production, um, but it's not chicken little. The whole sky is not going to fall apart. Um, so just keep an open mind. Make sure you have a good testing methodology. Follow Daniel's a migration guide, look for the things to check for, and then execute that plan and make sure your site's in good shape um, after its release. So have a good migration plan is one thing. Test early and report now is the other piece. And then the final piece, and I alluded to this a little bit earlier, is work out a strategy, plan a strategy that allows you to use Gutenberg to grow to help your customers grow, to help you create content more easily, to help your marketing users create content more easily. Um, think about it in relation to your theme strategy or your plugin strategy or just the general strategy to your site. The question isn't, will it break my site? The question is, how can I use it to grow? If you start asking yourself those questions and planning your Gutenberg strategy in alignment with that, you will be ahead of everyone else who's throwing up their hands and worrying about backwards compatibility. Be a positive force. Use the features, use the tool to help you in your digital strategy and to help you in your business. And if you take those three approaches um, and uh, you know use things like the migration guide and the compatibility uh, plugin checker and things like that, um, then you'll be set up for success with Gutenberg. So the, for me and, and WP Engine, that's our position. Um, test early and report, um, fully test when it's ready, and then um, think about how you can leverage um, the new features within Gutenberg um, to help you drive success. So those are big things. So we want to transition gears to another piece of news in the WordPress community um, around themes in WordPress.org. So kind of catch everybody up if you're not familiar. There are themes in WordPress.org, just like there are plugins. And uh, they're open source themes. So you can you know, download them for free off of WordPress.org and use them. And then theme developers create those themes and contribute them then to the community. Some of them do it out of the goodness of their heart. Some of them might have a product that connects to the theme in some way that they monetize. And there's rules around all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the things that kind of drags the WordPress core team down a bit is that they have to review all of the themes. So they do code quality checks and um, other kinds of vetting before the themes are allowed in the ecosystem. 
The only problem is that this takes a long time, and there's a lot of themes trying to be contributed. So one of the things uh, the team has started that does the theme reviews is a program around what they call trusted authors. So if you're making themes and you would uh, uh, like to contribute them to WordPress org and you'd like to learn more about the trusted author program, you can do that at literal, L-I-T-T-U-R-L dot co forward slash trusted themes. And it explains what's going on and what the qualifications are. Um, the qualifications are things like you have to have a theme in the org, you have to consistently um, produce themes that are of high quality and so on and so forth. I think for me this is interesting because this reduces drag on the team approving those themes because they can get them in quicker because they come from trusted sources. I think over time it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Like is this, uh, how do you validate that trust over time? Is the person continuing to do a good job? Are they getting sloppy? Um, how do you react to that? How do you keep people as trusted or maybe remove them as trusted? It feels like uh, that's a big thing to unpack. Um, but I think the outcome is that we'll have more themes to choose from in WordPress.org. And at least for those trusted theme authors, it'll help them uh, get their themes in faster and allow the core team to focus on things other than just reviewing every single theme that comes through the door. So that's all we have time for today. I wanted to thank everybody for listening. Thank Anthony Bruchel of WP Engine for joining us. Thank Doc Popular of TorqueMag.io for joining us, uh, sharing a little bit about the community. I hope you guys had fun today. Uh, look forward to uh, you guys listening into our next episode. So thanks everyone for listening. This has been Dave. David Vogelpohl, your host of Press This. Um, please tune in next week. And as always, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio and download episodes at Webmaster Radio FM. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.